we've been dealing with what we call the 16 deadly deeds because we deal with life lessons over here, right? And I use the Bible as the commentary of life, right? It's not to feel good, it's to educate you. A lot of people want to go to church to feel good. You can do that at home. Right. You come here to get a lesson that you can put in your life to help you in your personal life, to help you in your marriages, to help you in, in your families, on your jobs, and the people around you. And Satan does everything he can to destroy the blessings God's got ahead for you or has for you. Now, one of the things that you want to remember, he's an enemy and he has different things that he does to distract you from being the Christian woman or Christian man that he would have you to be. And he uses these weapons. And one of the weapons he uses is deceit. Is that right? Deceit. Deceit. There's nothing worse than a person that has deceit, period. And that is sometimes, and usually the people that he can use this against you are the people that are close to you. you right? Your enemy hasn't, can't do too much to you because you know he's your enemy, so you're not going to trust your enemy, who you think is your enemy. Well. But it's, it's the people who you think is your friend, is the ones, or family member, can even be a spouse sometimes, that he will use that spirit or that deceit spirit, say that, deceit spirit, deceit. that if, you, if you're not careful, it, you'll be inside you. Come on. Does that make sense? And so we need to be, make it very clear to ourselves, very, very clear to ourselves what that is. What that is, it is something to destroy God's plan for you, all right? Is everybody clear with that? And so deceit is? Deceit is to conceal, to trick. Yeah, to conceal. There are a lot of people that conceal the truth from you. Yes, and there are people that can trick you. Yes. And this next one? Be sneaky. That's the worst one. A sneaky person. A person that is sneaky is one of the worst type of people that you can have in your life, is that sneaky person. You know what I'm saying? That person that says, I love you because. Mm. You see? You know, just to get into the door. Because, see, a sneaky person is smart. A sneaky spirit, what it tries to do, it tries to get a toe hole. If it can get a toe hole, then they can get a foot hole. And the next thing, you got a strong hole. That's right. Do you understand right. what I'm saying? Teach. So what we have to have the spirit of discerning to understand, oh, I see what this is coming, all right? Deceit also means to rip, misrepresent the truth, dishonesty, or giving false impressions. It's giving false impressions. And that can, that can be anything. That can be, and it's a whole lot of that in the Christian world, from the pulpit on down to the congregation. Right. Yeah, it is. And this is why in here we don't have a lot of boards, because people want to be on boards. People want titles. And folks want to have, no, 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 we don't do that in here because we understand how that is. Because, you know, if a person comes up to me and says to me, you know, the Lord told me a such and such, and well, he ain't told me. Yeah, yeah, you see, he's, he's, he does things in divine order. Right. He ain't scared of me, so he's gonna be, he ain't scared of me at all. So he would do that, so. But see, so there are very few people that we allow, and people think, they don't understand that we allow in here to do things. It's just like now, we have a, 
a list five to 10 years before we can have any teachers because we have plenty. And, and the, the probably the less teacher in here is probably 15 to 20 years has been here. And a lot of people understand it because how many churches now have, have we hit reports on people molesting children, saying the wrong things and dealing around things. Well, we don't want that in there. So we're not going to open a door for the seat to get in. That's right, that's right. You see, and, and it can get into your house. How, how many houses are broken up because the seat gets into that home? Somebody's gonna help, help you out, but instead of helping you out, they help themselves. Well, that's right, that's right. Are you with me? And so we, you know, we, we wanna deal with this today because we don't want that in our lives and we don't wanna be a part of it and we don't wanna be one that the demonic forces can use to do that to somebody else. Here we go. So reading from your notes, Pastor, it says that to either overestimate or underestimate in any of these four areas could prove fatal. Yes. It can tear up everything. Yeah. It can tear. This will never happen to you. It happens to other people. And the next thing you know what? You got disaster. Some of you probably experienced that. You see? You will never. Some of you are here today. You see, because your parent was deceived. deceived. Some of you are parents because of that today, right? You, you understand what I'm saying? So we don't want to be afraid of that. Read that again for me, please. To either overestimate or underestimate in any of these four areas could prove fatal. And one of these four areas is what? Deceit. Deceit. You see, knowing your own weakness, knowing your, your knowing, hey, listen, he must know his own weakness as a person, he or she. she he or she must know their own strength. He or she must know the enemy's weakness. He or she must know the strength of the, of the enemy. That's right, that's right. You see, let me tell you something. No one in here, in case you didn't know it, you are not as smart as Satan. You are not as smart as Satan. That's right. He's very smart, very subtle, very smart. Are you with me? All right, so don't get to let deceit tell you that you're smarter than him now. The Holy Spirit's smarter than him. The spirit within you is smarter than him, but you ain't. All right, you understand it? You meaning when you're in the natural, when you're in the natural and you're trying to deal with adverse forces, demonic forces, satanic forces, and satanic activity, you are not as smart as Satan. That's right, that's right. Remember that. But when you're in the spirit, the Holy Spirit, and, and, and you're allowing the Holy Spirit to incarnate in you, now you're good. All right, when, when my flesh, I can, I'm not as smart as Satan in my flesh. Flesh means my natural, all right? Do you understand me? Is everybody with me? Here we go. I want you to listen to me, all right? Sometimes we depend on sense knowledge. Sense knowledge comes from our five senses, right? We want to, we want God to give us revelational knowledge. That's right. The Holy Spirit will give you revelational knowledge. That's what I pray for, is revelational knowledge, all right? Not sense knowledge. My senses will surely make a mistake. But when God gives me revelation, here's sometimes when people say, if you ever, everybody in here has probably said it, I gotta find myself. What does that mean? You see, the last thing I need to do is look for me. Well, that's right. You see, 
You see, I want God to give me revelational knowledge and find who he created me to be. Do you understand what I'm saying? You see? Yeah, so we don't deal with, we're trying to get, well, I'm trying to teach you. We're trying to get out of that because it is very deceitful spirit that tells you that you're okay. Let me help you out in the teaching here. There are people sitting in these pews that are living below what God has qualified them to do. That's deceit. Satan's got you living here and you got the potential to live here. And we'll get into that. Here we go. Well, let's see what the Bible says about deceit. First, let's turn to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 21 and 22 from the NIV. It says, to this you were called because Christ suffered for you. Christ suffered for me. For you. Here's the rest of it. Leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. Uh, now, what we're supposed to do is follow in whose steps? Christ. Whose steps? Christ. Whose steps? Christ. Okay. All right. Because in verse 22, he committed no sin and no deceit was found in his mouth. He committed no sin, no sin and no deceit was in his mouth. We got to start teaching our children that. You see, we, we got to start teaching ourselves. Have you ever told somebody you loved them and you really didn't? Well, that's deceit. Have you ever told somebody you were going to come by and check on them and you didn't? Well, that's deceit. Have you ever told somebody you're going to call them and didn't? That's what? Deceit. And so you got to watch this. You know, my favorite word is we'll see. Are you all right? Are you learning something? Did you know when Pastor asked on that message that for the husbands and wives to ask each other, uh, how, how are we doing? You remember that? Three weeks ago, I think it was three weeks ago, in your marriage. And don't get argued, don't get mad. I wonder how many people went home and talked to each other and asked, how are we doing? How's our marriage? And then, who spoke deceit? Well, oh, we all right. What does that mean? Now, we all right means I'm speaking for you. Huh? Isn't that right? No, no, you can't find a truth talking about we. It's either I'm all right, how are you? That's right. Come on. And then accept that. Now, if y'all didn't do that, you need to do that. That's why you're here. It's learning to grow. Starts at home. All right. I'll turn to Jeremiah chapter 9. I'm going to read verse 5 and 6. And, and I'm doing a lot of these scriptures, so don't go to sleep on me, about deceit because I want you to get it. You see, we live in a time now where deceit is big time. That's right. See, you don't know who's lying and who's telling the truth unless you have the Holy Spirit. Everybody can do it better than the other person. Uh, I was looking at, uh, I called Isaac uh, yesterday. They're talking about this new truck, F-150, uh, that uh, can do all kinds of crazy stuff on its own, okay? I mean, that thing is quite something. It, you know, it doesn't have a motor, so it's got a trunk in the front. Yeah. Yeah, it's got a trunk in the front. Me, I was looking at it, and they done a whole talk about it. 
and it's going to be good. Now, I think it's Tesla, or what do they call it? Tesla. That other? Yeah. Say that? Tesla. Yeah. Now, man, they hit it first, right? And I know you all heard on the news, all right, they called them back, like 100,000 of them back. You see? I'm better than you. No, you're better. Yeah, they're all the same. Anything man puts his hands on, or got his hands in, and he tries to sell it, there's some deceit in it. That's right. Come on. All right? I want you to get that. Okay, here we go. Even the Bible says back in verse 5, friend Thank you. deceives friend, right, and I'm, no one speaks the truth. And, and, and this is in the book of Jeremiah in the Old Testament, and I want to pick this out. You can read the rest of it. Friend deceives friend. That's the only person really can, should be close enough for, to deceive you. You got to watch. And it's sad to say it, but everybody you think's your friend ain't your friend. Come on. Come on. I think uh, I, there's a scripture. I can't think of where it is now that I'm a little older, where it's in the Psalms where uh, David said it wouldn't have been so bad if it hadn't have been one, had to drink wine and broke bread with me. It was a friend. It's a man walking down the street. Someone looked at his hands and said, where'd you get those scars? Got them at a friend's house. I think Jesus had those, didn't he? Where'd you get them at? It was a friend. You see, whether you all know it or not, there are some Judases around you. You see? All right. Again, friend deceives friend, and no one speaks the truth. Wow. They have taught their tongues to lie. They weary themselves with sinning. Are we here now? Is this the time we're in now? Yes. We're living in this time now. I'm, I'm, yes, and I can talk politics, but not take favor. I ain't never seen so many people lying in my life. Come on. I'm like, <laughs> how do you sleep at night? <laughs> talk about you. You don't even have the power to do that. You see? You see, understand? So we, we, we have to have the spirit of discerning even when we go to vote. Yeah. Who's telling us the truth? You see? Who's telling us the truth? You see? Deceit. And then once I get, once you put me there, then I forgot why you put me there. Do you understand? All right. The Bible goes on to say in verse 6, you live in the midst of deception. Is this America? Is this America? Yeah. And, 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 and divorce rates now is higher, and they blame it on COVID? Really? Yeah. Divorce rate is higher now, and they blame it on a, a disease. Yeah. That's this covid I, you know, because now I gotta stay home with you. Come on. Yeah, it's not the COVID that made me sick as you. Now that I've got to be there with you all that long. Yeah, that, that's right. That's going on. Children um, committing suicide, getting on medication because of COVID. What? Are, who? What? Are, who are we? Come on, church. Who are we? Satan is telling us that this is your problem. No, you had a problem before COVID. That's right. Your marriage had a problem before COVID got there. You understand what I'm saying? It's just a result 
of what you had, now you got something to blame it on. Oh, you understand what I'm saying? Okay. And that means you were deceitful, ask me why. For better or worse, in sickness and health, for richer or poor. Right? Okay. I didn't get much action out of this kid. I don't know what's going on here. You see? Oh, yeah. Because we want, it, we want it tough. We're not concerned what's going out there. If we get it right here, right. we can handle out there. That's right. All right? Again, you live in the midst of deception. In their deceit, they refuse to acknowledge me, declares the Lord. What we hear? We refuse to acknowledge God. You see? Can you pray in school? Can you pray in school activities? So you refuse to what? Acknowledge God, right? It is, it is so confusing now if you, for a non-Christian to find out what's right and wrong because there's so much everything's right. Well, that's right. You see? I got a right to be this. I got a right to be that. I can do this. I can do that. We refuse to acknowledge God. Okay, you're quiet because you're listening, right? David tells us in Psalm 36, verse 1 through 3, he says, I have a message from God in my heart concerning the sinfulness of the wicked. Now, David, you know, was after God's own heart. He was after God's own heart. All right? He says, there is no fear of God before their eyes. Wow. In their own eyes, they flatter themselves too much to detect or hate their sin. Wow. The words they, of their they, mouth. They, they can't do what? Say detect. detect. Their detect. sin. Detect. It's like a reprobated mind. Amen. They have no idea mm -hmm. that they're sinning. Mm -hmm. I've never seen so many killings in my life. Mm -hmm. Folks shooting folks. Kansas City, you know, we off the chain here. You see, Chicago, right, you know. And then when it happens, someone says, Brother Nathan, we need education and we need jobs. No, we need Jesus. That's right. Yeah, yeah, we need Jesus. Because folks got money shooting folks up. That's right. Folks got jobs shooting folks up, you see. But it's, it, it, Satan's got us thinking that when we do something, we have an excuse to do it. And so we look for some way to make ourselves right about it. And I have the right to protect myself. And I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go do that. And it's deceitful. Everybody loses. All right? And then he says in verse 3, the words of their mouths are wicked and deceitful. Here we go again. The words of their mouths are wicked and deceitful. They, they, fail, they fail to act wisely or do good. As people, are you one of those people? Do you have some people around you? You got to check yourself. Or are you one of these people? Or you got some people around you? Do you know what's the a shame? Say what, Pastor? You got somebody around you and you ain't recognize that. That's dangerous. That's dangerous. That's very dangerous. You see? There's some people, see, some of you all don't understand it. 
you're doing very well. A lot of people are doing very well in this church. And we're doing very, don't you know you have some family members that are not excited about that? Don't you know you have some family members that are not excited about that? You see? Yeah. Uh, so I like to use my sense of humor. Sometimes the turkey's not on the table. Well. Uh, are you with me? Come on. Okay. You know now. That's, 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 that should be in the book of Johnny, the gospel of Johnny. That's right. That's right. Yeah. All right, here we go. Again, church, we're talking about the spirit of deceit. And we're told in Romans chapter 16 and verse 18, first from the Amplified, For such people do not serve our Lord Christ, but their own appetites and base desires. You better understand it. You better understand it that there are a lot of folks that are serving their own appetite. Yeah, and their own desires. And you better understand that big time. You see, and it can happen in the church. You see? Big, listen, I'm trying to get you to understand the danger of adverse forces, demonic forces, satanic activity and strategy. These people who carry that spirit are after their own desires and to serve their own appetites. And you better understand it. And then sometimes you need to take that, listen to me, in everything, you're buying a house, you're buying a car, you're investing money, you're raising your children. All of this stuff is a life lesson right here. You see? Somebody want to help, helping you, and you grinning, and you smiling, and you think they wanna, they're really helping you. No. They're serving their own appetite. Come on. You see? All right? I always, we always joke about it, been doing it for years. Some people talk like a used car salesman. You've heard that joke for a lot of for years. That is kind of true. I hope you don't have a used car salesman here. But yeah, people, everybody around you is not serving God. Some people around you are there for their own appetite. They're serving their own appetite. That's why you need the spirit of discerning. Okay? And the Bible says they do this by smooth and flattering speech. Now listen to this. They do this by smooth and flattering speech. You know. Mm -hmm. you, you all know that. Guys, you know that. Say amen. Amen. You, you know what that is. You know. You know, that smooth talker. Slow walker. Ladies man. Come on. Huh? Y'all know what I'm talking about. Come on. Oh, I said that too much. Then I like how... Yeah, they're looking at it. They probably know what he's really talking about, huh? You see? Yeah. That's right. Some of us that are not afraid to admit the deliverance from our sins, we've been this here before. Amen. Smooth talker. Amen. Get who? Serving our what? Serving our own appetite. That's right. That's right. You better listen to what I'm saying. You've got to teach your daughters and your sons this, or they're going to get in big trouble. Come on. Because everything that sounds good ain't good. Right. It just sounds good. There's been a, you know, I was on a college campus for 25 years, and I've seen more stuff go wrong with nice young girls on that college campus because now they're away from home. I, they couldn't get away from home. You know, they wanted the college experience, whatever that is. Yeah, and they got an experience. You see, you understand what I'm saying? 
25 years on that campus and I've seen some of my best athletes get destroyed. Yeah. Unfortunately, probably my best. I couldn't wait for her to come back the next year, but she got pregnant mm -hmm. during the summer. Mm -hmm. Never came back. Yes, you understand what I'm saying? Things like that, deceit. Somebody will use your, your life, you better hear what I'm saying, to fulfill their appetite. You see, you know one of the things, because I know I'm teaching good stuff here, teach your children. Here's one of the things that's used all the time. If you love me, you will. Oh man, we partners, man. You ain't gonna give you nothing that's gonna hurt you. All right. Again, by smooth and flattering speech, they deceive the hearts of the unsuspecting, the innocent and the naive. They always go after the innocent and the naive. You see, see, when you're smart enough to go someplace, you can almost spot them. You can almost spot the naive. You see, there's some people, see, they walk past, they walk, let's just use it as a guy, I kind of know this. There's some people you walk past. Because they ain't, they, ain't, no, they, they think they all that. Come on. So you go over here. Right? Come on here. Yeah, it's too much work for the Christian girl that's solid. Come on. Let's get the naive. Come on. You know why they're naive? Their parents didn't teach them what they needed to know. That's right. That's and right. so they had the spirit of deceit and they couldn't recognize it. Okay? That's parents' and grandparents' fault. That's right. Tell it the way it is. That's right. You see? Now let's see what the message says. They have no intention of living for our Master Christ. They're only in this for what they can get out of it. And that's, that, that's in life. That's in the pulpit. There are pastors that do that. They're into it for what they can get out of it. Right? You understand what I'm saying? There are people who marry people. You know, my thing is, what is that? You get married and you, yeah, a prenup. See, if I got to be a prenup, we ain't getting married. Because you telling me already you don't trust me. That's right. You telling me that this marriage is an if. That's right. Right? Right? So if, if, if we got to get that, then we probably just need to do what we've been doing. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Y'all laughing at me, but you know that's true. That's right. If somebody's really, truly, God has really put somebody in your life, and you know that that person is brought to you, and you're... A uh, uh, Christ-centered uh, relationship, relationship, then you'll have a Christ-centered marriage. That's right. That's right. Then you don't need a prenup. That's right. Because you're going to go through that vow all the time. You see? Okay. Again, a deceitful person has no intention of living for our Master Christ. Yeah. They're only in this for what they can get out of it and the, aren't above using pious, sweet talk to dupe unsuspecting innocence. They got, they got what kind of talk? Sweet, pious, yes. sweet talk. And you gotta, you gotta be careful with that. Yeah. And, and teach your children that. Teach your sons, teach your daughters. You, 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 
people around you. I uh, went and got a, a teeth pulled with them things called natrials and all that stuff in there. Root canal. And so they were telling me, the guy was telling me, and he was just really rapid. He's going on and said, now we can put, the, uh, they're going to put that other tooth, give you a tooth, we can put it in there. And uh, or we can do a little bit today so that in four months when you come back, then we could do that. And it'll cost you like $2,500, $2,500, right? Uh, no, this is true, $2,500. And then he kept on talking and about the time I'd get this one tooth, right? In there, it'd be real close to four or $5,000, about $4,000. $4, and, and I'm listening to him talk. Implant. implant, yeah, the implant. And he said, well, Mr. Fields, if we don't do it today, in four months, you can come back and we can start and we get that implant in there. And see, and you know me. Anything I can do without for four months, I don't need it. You see, you understand? But he's trying to make money, you see? And y'all can't see the one that's pulled anyway. Because it's back here somewhere. It's back here. It's, it was up front. Now, I'll say this. I'm a little vain. If it was up front, now I'd get that bad boy put up in there. Right. But, <laughs> but, but if it's back there, wait, no. But see, he, that thing kept going, and then he kept breaking it down, and then we come back. You see that? Come on. You see? One time, uh, Sister Gwen, deceit that we're talking about, uh, went to this doctor who was a chiropractor who was going to tell her, you need to do this and this and this and this. And he was showing all this thing that he could do to her. And I'm sitting there, and he said, now what do you think? And what did I tell him? Gwen, I tell you, he said, you sound like a used car salesman to me. <laughs> we ain't doing nothing. And good thing that she listened to me, but it would have tore her shoulder up more. Do you understand? I'm trying to get y'all to understand, if the Bible doesn't help you in every aspect of life, what do you have it for? Come on. It's to help you to run your everyday life. Right. Folks are sitting up in church, jumping and shouting and going through all this and living in hell. Thank you. And live, no, no. The Bible is to teach you how to live with life. That's right. Jesus says Satan comes to what? Kill and steal and destroy. But Jesus says, I come to give you life and life more abundant. That's and the right. reason Satan comes, he has tools that he uses to kill, to steal and destroy, and deceit is, is one of them. All right? Go, please. Now turn to 2 Timothy chapter 3, now, verse 6. Because I love you. Mm. Because I love you. Say, Pastor, we know you love me. I'm going to help you women out. Okay? Because, you know, I still on the men. I'm going to help you women out. Satan would love to destroy you. He'd love to destroy you. Because women are very powerful in the society. And say, oh, yes. Oh, yes. You see, but so he would love to destroy, you see, women. Because, you know, women, I mean, they, they're incredible. I mean, they can take their job and that dude that they thought would be there mm -hmm. through deceit and left them uh -huh. with all this to deal with. Uh -huh. They're very powerful. Yes, mm -hmm. So I'm gonna help you out a little bit. All right, here we go. And it says that they are the kind who worm their way into homes. Worm, worm their way into homes. And gain control over gullible women. So those forces want to come into the home. King, King James says it to silly women. Mm -hmm. We don't have any gullible, we don't want any gullible women in here. 
We don't want any silly women in here. That's right. You see, if you don't have no man, don't settle for half of one. Come on. You see? There's an old blues song, until the real thing comes along. I change it until the God thing comes along. You see? This is the Bible, so don't be throwing rocks at me. The Bible says that Satan is looking for silly women so he can come in and destroy them. That's right. That's right. Gullible women. He could come in and destroy them. But not in this church because we're not going to be silly. Is that right, women? We're not going to be gullible. Is that right, women? Because we have the spirit of discerning and we know who's real and who ain't real. You're right. You might have to say, loose here, Satan. That's right. You see? No, this is real. This, this is coming from the Bible that was written 2,000 years ago or whatever it was. It's, understand that Satan wants to get in and destroy women. Gullible women. And you know why it says gullible women and silly women? Christian women ought to not be gullible or silly. That's right. That's right. Amen. Right? Not in, say it, repeat after me, women. Not in my house. I'm not gullible, I'm not gullible. Or, silly. or silly. He's better find someplace else to go. There you go. Right? And some of you would understand it right now. You would say, I wish I'd have knew this when I was younger. But you're getting it now. All right. I'm about, I guess, where am I at? Now turn to Ephesians chapter 5, verse okay. 6. It says, let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of such things, God's wrath comes on those who are disobedient. So don't let people come in. Here's a, everyone look, listen to me. Don't let anybody come in and deceive you with their own appetite, with their words slick talk. Because then you become disobedient. Do you know that there's some people that can act a fool? They ain't been disobedient. Ask me why. They don't know God. That's right. They ain't a Christian. I've heard people say that at the time, why do they get away with it? Uh, because they are not a Christian. They don't know God. They don't claim to know God. You do. That's right. Right? Um, well, maybe some of you do. Huh? You know God? You believe God? Amen. Then you can be disobedient. Satan can't because he lives lies. He's the liar and the father of lies, according to the scripture. Yeah, that's right. All right? And this is why when a pastor gets in a pulpit and teaches a message like this, folks don't want to hear this. Some of you, everybody in here has done lived a lie one time or another. Everybody in here has been deceitful one time or another. Everyone in here has probably deceived somebody one another. But we different now because we're born again. We're new creatures in Christ. We re our new creation is helping us not to live like that. Right? And if we were, we need to stop it. Don't we? Is, that a, is that a good amen? amen? Okay. Now turn to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 1 through 3. We're told to rid ourselves of all malice and all deceit. Get, get rid of it. Get rid of all malice and deceit. Get rid of it. Hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind. You should get rid of all that stuff. Like newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow up in your salvation. We need to grow up in our salvation. Get rid of all that stuff. 
It's time to get rid of that and get rid of those that want to live like that. That's right. You know, sometimes you say, why don't you call me? Because you need to grow up. I'm growing up. There is a thing now that you can outgrow other people. You see, you know that lie that we tell, I hope it's a lie, we'll tell, when you tell your kids, well, you know better than anybody else, that's a lie, it should be. Shouldn't it? Because some people are living like this. We don't live like this. Okay? And the scripture says that because verse 3 says that now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. Now that we've tasted that the Lord is good? For me and my house. Huh? For me and my house. We're going to serve the Lord. Okay? David tells us in Psalm 32 and 2 from The Voice, How happy is the person whose sin the eternal will not take into account? Yes. How happy are those who no longer lie to themselves or others? <laughs> Let me tell you, the worst person is a person that will lie to themselves. Amen. That's the worst person. You know what a lie to yourself is? I can't do this. I can't see this. God called you to do it. You ain't got to see it. That's right. That's right. Yeah. You, you know why some people are rich and some people are not? It's because the rich person says, well, I can't see it, but God's, God's it's in my spirit to do it. It's in my spirit to do it. You see? And living a lie is saying that I don't have the tools to do it. That's right. Because anything that God has called me to do, he's given me the tools to do it. You see? You understand that? All right, here we go. First Peter 3 and 10 says, For whoever would love life and see good days yeah. must keep their tongue from evil and their lips from deceitful speech. Because, see, Satan wants you to be deceitful with, with this tongue. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because you pay for every wrongdoing that comes from this mouth. Yes. Okay, I'm, we're about done. One, one more scripture. You'll love this one. And finally, David said in Psalm this 120, be, verse 2. This should be your prayer. This should be your prayer. He says, save me, Lord, from lying lips and from deceitful tongues. That's it. Save me, Lord, from lying lips and deceitful tongues. From other people and from myself. Amen. Amen. That's right. Amen to that? That's good. Is that good stuff? You learned something? Start living a godly life. Not just a churchgoer, but living a godly life. Isn't it good to have Brother Calvary? People kept asking me, where's Brother Calvary? He's doing fine. Brother Calvary's the only per person that, that gets a both knees out and working. He's got them both. He's taller and <laughs> he's doing good. Some prayer. Bow your heads in prayer. Father God, first of all, we just thank you. We thank you from the bottom of our spirits. We thank you for your word. Father, your word literally is the food that we're supposed to eat that nourishes our soul. We ask that you give us the spirit of discernment each and every day. Sure enough. To be able to discern those people that want to bring that deceit, those lies that tell us what we are, what we aren't. 
your spirit, the Holy Spirit, that's the only voice because that's the voice of truth. We ask, Father, that you just open our spirits today and every day to hear your truth, to feel your truth, so that we may live your truth. That's it. Thank you again for this day. We thank you for this, the, the, the pastor, the, the words. Keep us safe. Keep us healthy. Bless us each and every day. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Good job. You all know that uh, this, another, this new virus, you can cut me off when you want to. I'm just talking these in here. This new virus coming up is pretty tough, right? 